Hi, this is Riggs Eckleberry, CEO of Origin Clear, and welcome to the podcast Water is the New Gold, which is based on a briefing that I give every week in a webinar, and it really explores how water is changing disruptions. Go ahead, give a listen, and stay tuned. Okay, Riggs Eckleberry here, and I'm happy to be giving you the conference call, the CEO briefing of the 29th of November. I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I'm gonna cover two things in this briefing. One is the, what I called uh, the herding cats problem this morning in the newsletter, which is the story of how we somehow got together a slate of acquisitions, got ourselves to a point where we have perhaps, you know, some amazing news to give you over the next few weeks. And so, you know, let's go back to December of last year when we were looking at how to get companies in. And uh, we got with an investment bank in New York City, a very good one, member of the New York Stock Exchange. They said, we're happy to help you, but we're only going to do it if you somehow come up with a need for um, $10 million in cash. Now, you (laughs) you know, our valuation is, you know, two, three, four million dollars, depending on where we're at, but it's not anywhere near that because to pay $10 million in cash, well, you're logically coming up with a company that's maybe five or 10 times as much. I'm not going to tell you exactly, but I'm not even going to say it's exactly 10 million because it's not. So I'm just talking about the orders of magnitude here. It's not raising a million dollars is not something that Wall Street will do for you. Uh, raising $5 million is not what they'll do for you. It begins at $10 million. And that was the key to why we were not really getting anywhere with acquiring companies after we acquired our first one in 2015, because that first one was done with all stock. So why do you need cash to acquire a company? Well, mainly it's because if you're trying to acquire a bigger company than you, you try and use stock, pretty soon that company is going to own you. So you want to do it with debt. and Debt is non-dilutive, it's good for shareholders, and um, the debt is, of course, secured by the profits of the target. It's called a leveraged buyout, and that was invented, gosh, 60, 70 years ago, as a way to make mergers and acquisitions happen. We basically have a situation where you're able to use debt to acquire a company, and that debt can be as much as needed as long as the target is strong. And so you can actually acquire companies that are much, much bigger than you. In this case, you get as far as, let's say $10 million raised as debt, then that allows you to get companies that are much bigger than that, that are in the range of, who knows? I'm not even gonna get into that. I don't really wanna get into the guessing game here because we have disclosure issues. But one of the things is for sure, we weren't going to go run around get companies that were huge. We had to assemble it from a series of companies. And so Bill Charneski went out and started acquiring these companies and basically getting them to agree to do a deal. Like, look, if I can do this, if I can bring you this amount of cash and this amount of upside and all the good value and doing his persuasive things, then eventually he got these people to agree two letters of intent that were non-binding. If they were binding, you'd have, you'd, we would have to disclose it. 
and we haven't. So they, everything that was done was non-binding. So what happened is that he started trying to acquire these different companies and all these different companies would, you know, he'd get one and he'd run to get the other one. And then the first one would start falling out and he'd come back and prop them up again. And then, and so herding cats, that's what it turned into. And he was amazing. Bill Charneski is a very dogged man and he managed to get to the fourth quarter with all of these, what we call a slate or basket of acquisitions in place with non-binding letters of intent, all set and added up to at least $10 million in cash needed to make the acquisition. Again, the exact amount I'm not going to get into, but that's what the order of magnitude was. Then what happened in the last weeks of Q3 was we acquired a relationship with TCA Capital, which is part of a half a billion dollar fund called TCA Global Master Credit. You can look it up. And they are both a fund, but they're also a, an investment bank. So we got with them and we made a deal and like uh, they got very excited. They looked at this and they said, oh, this is great. Well, I can't get into the current state of where things are at, but here's the thing. There's a lot of cash running around in the economy right now. There are billions trying to find a customer, somebody who will borrow. Origination is a problem. Origination means actual deals. There's lots of money sitting there, but it's, if you could originate a deal, if you can come up with a use of funds, then you're very popular right now because people are having a hard time putting money to work in a way that they won't lose their money and that they'll actually make money. And so TCA has had a very good success so far in finding ways to get these deals funded. Where we are precisely, I can't get into because it is a private situation. But let me put it this way. The deals are good. The money is there. The willingness is there on all parties. Everybody's ready to do it. And so we think that there's going to be some good acquisitions done in the near future. And I can't get into more than that because, frankly, I don't know if it could be next week or a month from now. It's not something that I currently control. And if I did, I wouldn't be telling you. So we're just going to have to leave it at that. So that's uh, the situation, what I call the herding cat story that I talked about this morning. The other thing is that there's an there's a amazing story about this small town in Louisiana, 250 people. And it uh, turns out that they have terrible water problems. The reason why it got interesting as I discussed on my Money TV show today, is that there's a very smart man who has been going around exposing these problems in rural America, and he was the one involved with Flint, Michigan. And this was brought to me by one of our investors. And what's very interesting is, is this gentleman was given, finally, this, it took him a long time, but he finally got $2 million out of the EPA to study this town of 250 people. Guess what? we could actually solve the problem of this town with that same $2 million. So whether it would be as one unit processing all the water or more elegantly, which is where we're going, is with a portable or a, a single unit in each home of that town. Let's step back a bit. Why do we have a problem in America? This researcher, and I quote this all in the CEO update, you know, in the CNN article that came out, said we are a third world country when it comes to water. That's a surprising to a lot of people because we're accustomed to not having a water problem. 
But I can tell you right down the street here in Compton, we're, we're, literally our headquarters is within five miles of, of this place. The water's terrible. And there's nothing, they can't do anything about it. They're screwed. Why? Because for years now, the utility, the city sewage plant has been saying, guys, we need to spend money because the thing is falling apart. And the city council basically kicked the can down the road. And now they got bad water. And now guess what? They're blaming the utility. And the utility is going, uh, well, you know, no money, no, no cleaning. This problem is not going to go away soon. We have a major political problem in this country, which is that we're not getting stuff done. I'm not going to get into the reason why. You can open, you can open your Facebook or the TV any day and find out why. There's, everybody's at each other's throats. Maybe it'll get fixed one of these days or maybe it won't. But the fact is that things are not getting funded. Let me take an example that's not about water. Right now in California, we've got a high-speed rail project. It's going to cost billions. Money is being put into it. Guess what? It's happening at a snail's pace. Somebody's buying land in the in farmland. It's being built in the middle of the farm country. Why? Because nobody could figure out how to get it started in LA or San Francisco. So they're building the middle first. They're building out in Fresno. And somehow they'll have a high-speed line going from nowhere to nowhere. And they'll say, this is wonderful. But on top of it, they're buying land at a pace that will take the entire career of the people involved. And this is perfect from the point of view of the bureaucrats and the people who have the contracts. Like, hey, this is gonna take care of me and my family for a long time. So, you know, we have these problems with getting things done at the centralized level. So what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen with the lack of public transport in uh, you know, mass transit in LA? What's gonna happen with the lack of a high-speed rail system, et cetera? Guess what? We have a self-driving car coming along. And so people are just going to take care of themselves and there's going to be these ways to have, to get from A to B that don't involve you having to drive your car, but some kind of vehicle shows up, you step into it and it goes somewhere and delivers you. That's where it's going to go. And we're not, not going to have to ask government to do it. We'll do it because Google does it or because Uber does it or whatever. That's what's going on in water. We have a, an abdication of the central water treatment mandate and responsibility. Because we have a 100-year-old water infrastructure, it's not being updated fast enough. It's going to cost a quarter trillion dollars in America to fix it, and that money's not going to be spent. And if it's spent, it'll be very slow, and it'll take decades, because that's the current system. So the solution is going to be people take care of their own problems. People are going to clean their own water. You have some activists saying we got to clean the water in this Louisiana town, but it's not going to happen. It's just going to go running around. They still got problems in Flint. Finally, Elon Musk had to go do a big bunch of donations because after years of the problem in Flint and people showing up from right to left, you name it, every single candidate in town showed up in Flint, Michigan, but Flint still had a problem, still has to this day. And so the, the action has got to be taken by the people who have the problem to solve the problem themselves. Second thing is that the home itself is becoming a smart home. Increasingly, let's say you get a Nest thermostat, is actually the hub of Google's smart home. And everything gets certified as, quote, works with Nest. Your fridge, your water heater, all these different things are hooked in 
It's a nest. The webcams that look out for people outside, all that stuff is all interconnected. And it's going to end up being under one system. And then these systems are, there's a lot of competition. We've got Amazon in there, we've got a bunch of stuff. But the point is that the home is becoming smart. And so stupid solutions like septic tanks, which are terrible for reasons I got into in my last CEO update, are going to go away. And we're going to end up with water treatment systems for the home that are part of the smart home works with Nest concept so that there'll be adaptive systems and they will be, you know, you can manage them remotely and all that kinds of good stuff. And they'll be relatively cheap. I'm not saying that one of these units is going to be five or $10,000 tomorrow. It's going to take mass production. But once there is mass production of what I call the aqua appliance, that's kind of my word for it, it's going to get down to those price points. And now all of the flush water is going to go into this system. Now, there's been all this talk about gray water systems. Hey, if we could only grab the gray water, the shower water, the dishwasher water, et cetera, <clears throat> and treat it and use it for irrigation. Guess what? American homes don't have the plumbing to handle gray water separately. American homes send all the gray water and the flush water all goes into one drain pipe. And separating them is not easy. So instead, fine, just treat all of the water. And that's the model here. All the flush water goes into a central system. It's elegantly packaged, so it's not huge. It's relatively inexpensive. And it turns out water that's certainly clean enough for irrigation. In California, that's a big deal. I once had a house where we had not a big, we had a quarter acre, and yet we were spending $800 a month on water. Why? Because in LA, water rates are very punitive. And this is true for a lot of users. A lot of us are spending eight, nine dollars $1,000 a month for water, which is ridiculous. So we're going to have to have a better system where the water is treated, the flush water comes out, it can be used for irrigation. That in turn, turn allows you to water your lawn and save a heck of a lot of money. Think about it. If you're saving five, six, seven hundred dollars a month, your ten thousand or twenty thousand dollar, you know, whatever it costs, and then again, I'm not getting into costing right now, it's going to pay for itself, and then you'll be pretty well off for a long, long time. And this is true, for example, of breweries. We're right now working in the brewery space. These microbreweries in California are required to treat their own water. They cannot fail to treat their own water. That's by law in California. Well, the water bills are huge and we can help. We can dramatically reduce the water bills through the reuse of this water. Okay, so in that case, it's not irrigation. You have to get to potable water and make it super, super clean because if it's gonna be reused from the brewing process, then it has to be quite clean, obviously. We're solving that problem with microbreweries and that's a business of ours, very, very similar to what happens in a home. What I'm getting at here is that these towns all over America that have a problem, these homes that are stuck with the problem. They're going to have a simple solution, which is on-site water treatment in a compact unit. And that is where we're going with this. It's very exciting. I love it. You know, we think we're going to do a lot of damage with this. Now, is this going to happen immediately? No. I'm talking about this modular water in the home system because we do have the technology. It is patented. We have the design. But there's, there's no way that I'm going to let Dan Early work on that right now because Dan 
has got to sell a lot of $500,000 or a million dollar systems to justify the existence of the division. If you want to buy a home water system from me, or Origin Clear rather, it's going to cost $50,000. It's at the very least, it's a complex problem. It's harder than a brewery because a brewery only has beer waste, but a home has fecal matter and so forth. So we're just not going to go in that market. We're we're talking about industrial systems. The first system we sold to a brewery in Maine back in uh, July, August was a $60,000 system. And we can sell a lot of those. And ultimately, given the size of the market, it's probably a market worth 20, 30, $40 million that we could achieve ourselves. And that's just breweries that we can get to. So there's more to it than that. There's housing developments, there's commercial office complexes, there's rural schools, there's all these different types of users that all need their own treatment systems. And we have the solution with modular water systems, prefab, you know, make it in the factory, truck it out, drop it in the ground. And that's going to be our focus in the short term. How's that going? It's going very well. I'm very pleased with how Dan Early is doing. And we're going to do a lot of damage with these systems. We're coming close now to the end of the year. We've done really, really well with the current offering. It is funding all of our efforts. When we make an acquisition, it's all very well that somebody goes and brings us, you know, five, 10, $15 million, whatever it is. But we have to pay the legal and audit bills internally. That adds up. It's definitely in the six-figure range. And in order to maintain our momentum, we need to raise that money. And you are the people who are credit investors who are helping us make it happen. The raise has been going very well. We have a small amount left that has not been committed. I would love to bring you in before the end of the year. And we're going to go ahead and bring in Ken Berenger, Devin Angus, Ken Berenger, 323-939-6645, extension 201, 323-939-6645, extension 201. And Devin Angus is 323-939-6645, extension 116. Find out from them what the deal is because we've taken all of the share risk out of it. We think it's a very conservative investment with a tremendous upside for you, the accredited investor. I am available to answer any questions because I am actually the one who is offering these shares as the CEO. And I am personally involved with every single transaction that we do on this private placement. So please feel free to request a conversation with me and Ken and Devin will be happy to arrange it. And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have your feedback. Your support in this uh, period of transition is huge. Uh, I could not do it without your help. And that's a fact. So I want to thank you all. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. As we race forward into the Christmas period, remember that December is a full month. We do plan to get a lot done in it. And we're here hard at work and we'd love to get you involved further. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a good night. Well, that's the end of another podcast, and thanks for joining me. Do stay subscribed. And if you'd like to give me your ideas and interact with me generally, please join me for the live briefing Thursdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Just sign up at originclear.com slash CEO. Bye for now.